The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, today I'm going to be answering everything you wanted to know (laughs) about the question that is on everyone's mind these days, which is, uh, how can a general, a four-star general, and FBI director fall prey to a bad girl and have such an astounding fall from grace. We're, we're all sort of scratching our heads and wondering, how could a man like this, how could this happen to a man like this? And of course, you know, if, if a, a man like uh, David Petraeus could fall, um, become a, a victim, become trapped, by a bad girl, what does that say for the rest of you guys out there? <laughs> well, it's the same, same old, same old. It's the same things that bad girls, the same secrets that bad girls use to trap men who um, aren't four-star generals um, as what she used to trap him. Um, I'm going to be talking, as of course you know, I'm the author of Bad Girls, Why Men Love Them, and How Good Girls Can Learn Their Secrets. And I'm going to be telling you today about the three types of bad girl uh, profiles that um, Paula Broadwell fits and how she was able to use her bad girl wiles <laughs> to uh, while away Petraeus' job. Um before I do that, I'll tell you a little bit about uh, the, the players. Of course, I'm sure you've heard a lot already in the media, but let me just kind of set out. Uh, the, the intriguing thing is that there are getting to be more players with each day. It seemed like at first that it was just about um, a scandalous affair between uh, David Petraeus and Paula Broadwell. But as each day goes on, we find that the scandals and intrigues um, continue and involve more and more people and more and more bad girls, <laughs> or at least bad girl. well, two or three bad girls altogether, I'll tell you about that. Um, but the bad girl types in my book, Bad Girls, um, I define, I describe 12 different types of bad girls, the dozen dangerous damsels, and um, Paula fits three of these categories. The husband stealer, the married woman on the prowl, and the bad girl scorned. And but before I get into that, let me let me just lay out some some basic information about the characters involved in this. And um, David Petraeus, um, he of course, as you probably know, was the director of the CIA. 
He was the he took that position on September sixth, two thousand and eleven, and he resigned um, November ninth, two thousand and twelve. So just over a year. Now, what's interesting is that he um, started the affair with Paula, or should I say, she started it with him, uh, approximately two months or so, two or three months after he was no longer in active duty in Afghanistan but was now the head of the CIA. Now, why is that significant? Um, because, well, first of all, it made him a lot closer prey. Uh, she didn't have to keep visiting him in Afghanistan. But also, um, although, of course, being the director of the CIA is a very uh, prestigious and exciting and dramatic position, it doesn't really compare with being in Afghanistan and heading the war effort. So um, uh, General Petraeus would have felt some degree of letdown or, I mean, I'm sure he was thrilled to have that position, but I mean in terms of adrenaline and excitement, um, being at home, being in the States, um, you know, now uh, full-time essentially, um, and having a civilian job as compared to a military job. He had been um, serving over 37 years in the Army. And so he was um, he was looking for a little excitement, unconsciously, but looking for a little excitement, and Paula was only too ready to provide it to him. And what's interesting is, now, uh, not only um, was General Petraeus, does he have all of these, and I've only scratched the surface, but not only does he have all of these um, impressive credentials that he's accumulated over the years, but I unfortunately have to give him another credential, which is sitting duck. Um, as those of you know who have uh, read my book, Bad Girls, um, I call the men who are trapped by bad girls sitting ducks or who are vulnerable to bad girls, who fall for the bad girls, sitting ducks. And what makes them sitting ducks um, is things from their childhood. It's a combination of things from their childhood. First of all, having, and I don't know, I obviously have to read Paula's biography of um, General Petraeus, to, if, assuming she talks about his childhood in it, um, to to find out more about that. But um, typically, well, in, in any case, there is some kind of family constellation as a child um, that that makes a sitting duck, that makes a man ultimately become a sitting duck. And typically, um, these are a father who was not involved with his son, um, a father who was either, you know, he, he could have been a workaholic, he could have been just someone who believed that the child-rearing should be the, the job of the mother, it could have been someone who was, um, um, you know, either not there physically or not there emotionally, because the, what this kind of father does is to not give a man a sense of himself, a, a sense of his masculinity. And so these men are very vulnerable to a bad girl who's going to give him a strong sense of his masculinity, a sense that, um, you know, that he is the biggest stud on the planet. Now, I'm going to talk to you specifically um, in a little bit about these three types of bad girls, but in a general sense, all um, 12 types of bad girls 
each one has their own way of, of trapping a sitting duck, but in a general way, um, they, what they all do is to make the man who they're after feel like the biggest stud on the planet. And that's what Paula apparently did for General Petraeus in order to make him uh, drop his guard and enter into an affair with her. Um, now, I was saying about families of sitting ducks in childhood. Um, of course, the key for a little boy also is, is his mother. I mean, nor, typically it is the, the relationship with the mother that starts the little boy on the road to what goes on further in terms of his romantic relationships. And it was very interesting when I interviewed over a 100 men for um, their stories of their relationships with bad girls for my book, um, finding this, this, uh, this frequent pattern of the man also having, regardless of what there was with his mother, and I'll tell you what that was, um, regardless of that, it was interesting to see how many of these sitting ducks had had a, a father who, who did not give them a sense of themselves as a man. So the relationship with the mother would either be one extreme or the other. Either these men, these sitting ducks, um, would be would be a mama's boys. They would be too over involved with a with a woman, their first woman, their mother, and used to um, doing the bidding of a woman, and used to trying to please a woman. And so when a bad girl comes along and and has her uh, eyes set on him. Um, his natural reaction is to try to please a woman, and he gets in too deep before he realizes um, what happened to him. <laughs> so the other kind of mother that a sitting duck has is the opposite. It's a mother who, like the father, is not really involved. Either she's not physically there, maybe she died, maybe the parents, maybe she left the family, the parents got divorced, and she really wasn't involved with the son, Um or she, or she was just emotionally not there, like, for example, if she was an alcoholic or depressed and just not emotionally available to her son. So um, some combination of these uh, family dynamics was what was in General Petraeus' background that set him up to be a, a sitting duck. But one of the other things that makes men sitting duck, besides their family background, their childhood, has to do with their current situation. Um, so, for example, one of the things that did keep showing up in the men who I interviewed was a change of job and a change of living uh, arrangements, that living in a different place than they used to live. Both of these things, of course, General Petraeus was experiencing. And, um, you know, why that happens, it's, um, you know, partly attributable to a, to a uh, sort of being a little off balance, uh, you know, not being in the place that you had been, had been living um, and being in a new job, feeling a little off kilter as well. Uh, these are, are some things, I mean, I have a whole list, and at the end of the show I will tell you um, how to go to the website and get your bad girl test for you women who want to see just how much like Paula Broadwell you are and a sitting duck test for you men who want to see how much how likely it is that the same thing will happen to you as General Petraeus um, so that uh, that is that 
tells you a little bit about him. Um, now, Paula Broadwell, she, she's a really <laughs> fascinating woman. Um, there's not really, I tried to find out about her childhood, and there really isn't anything much that I was able to find out yet, except that she grew up in North Dakota and was apparently um, a, a very ambitious girl from the start. Um, she, uh, she was in high school. She was valedictorian and homecoming queen. Um, you know, she was kind of a big fish in a small pond. And um, she was voted in her high school as most likely to be remembered. <laughs> and that's true. <laughs> um, so, so, and of course, bad girls in general come from having a dysfunctional relationship with their fathers. And, you know, same thing. The father is primarily the influence on the little girl's future relationships with men. And um, whatever, whatever there was going on between Paula and her, and her father, it obviously set her on this road to um, achieving a lot. I mean, she, she um, was, she went, after college, she went on to, um, to West and she went on to take various master's degrees and so on. And she's very well educated. In fact, she joined the military. And it was um, when she was at Harvard that she met um, General Petraeus in 2006. He came to speak. And she went up to him and told him how, you know, told him something. <laughs> Those few minutes. Those, you know, that first impression that happened in 2006 sowed the seeds for what we're seeing now because she obviously was seductive enough to, uh, and flattered him enough um, and used other bad girl secrets in order to get him to give her his card and to tell her she told him she, her dissertation was about leadership and about him. Well, you know, that's flattering enough. And, um, and that she, you know, would like to, she probably asked him for more information, or at that point he just offered, you know, to help her, and he gave her his card. And that was when something switched on in his head, began to switch on, um, and the trapping of, a, of the sitting duck <laughs> began. What's, um, what's also interesting and is that now that we know about this scandal, it gives a whole new meaning to, her, to the biography that she ultimately wrote about him uh, and that became a New York Times bestseller. And it's called All In, The Education of General David Petraeus. Well, All In obviously now has another meaning. And uh, one has to wonder... Um, whether she was uh, had that in mind when she picked that title to begin with, or at least unconsciously, I'm sure she did. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, and when we come back, we'll talk more about bad girls and sitting ducks, so stay tuned.
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talking with you today about how a four-star general and um, head of the CIA could um, become a sitting duck um, for um, for a bad girl, namely Paula Broadwell. Um, and I was starting to describe, you know, his his what makes a sitting duck. And I'm going to tell you about the three different types of bad girls that Paula Broadwell fits into, the categories, as described in my book, Bad Girls. Um, but let me tell you a little bit more uh, about her. Um, after she did her dissertation, she then decided, and, and with his uh, um, business card in hand, she then decided to write a biography of him and got a ghostwriter or had an agent get a ghostwriter. Um, and uh, then met with him in went to Afghanistan to continue the interviews and so on. And all this time, um, needless to say, you know, all this intimate contact. Uh, I mean, well, not. I mean, intimate, not sexually intimate until after he came back to the states. But, but intimate in terms of you know when you're telling somebody. I mean, just imagine someone wants to do, to do a biography on you. So they're asking you about your whole life. First of all, that's incredibly flattering. Second of all, you're telling them all these, you know, stories about your life. And, and so that's intimate in itself. Um, and someone is listening to you with rapt attention. 
and and running with you as she did. Um, she would go running with him and so on. And, and just the even just the idea of someone coming to Afghanistan, someone wants to write my biography that badly, is so interested in me that they're going to come into a war zone. I mean, granted, she was trained for that and so on, or at least in the military, but... But it's still incredibly flattering. She didn't have to be there at the time that she was doing this. So, okay, so she writes the biography, and um, and they have start having an affair. Um, here's where the time they both graduate are being are graduated from West Point. Um, he, as I said, he meet, met her in 2006, and then um, he in 2000. Let's see, in, between. June 2010 and July 2011, Paula visits him several times um, for research uh, on her to with the ultimate goal of writing his biography. Then September 2011, he retires from the army and takes over as CIA director. And um, then the, they begin their affair uh, a couple of months after that. And then in January 2012, the biography comes out, this all in the education of General David Petraeus, and boy, did he get an an education. Then um, in May 2012, a woman named Jill Kelly, who is obviously turning out to be a bad girl in her own right. By the way, both Paula and Jill Kelly are married, and both of their husbands are doctors, which is kind of interesting because... um, it does, you know, and they're both doctors involved with uh, cancer in, in different ways. Um, but it's interesting because presumably they're very busy and um, may not be giving their wives as much attention. Not that this excuses any of it, but, but I'll, when, it, when we talk about married woman on the prowl, it explains a lot. Um, so the biography comes out in January, and then in May... Um, Paula starts sending emails to um, Jill Kelly, anonymous threatening emails, and uh, because she, Paula believes that Jill may be having an affair with Petraeus. I mean, that's, that's one of the problems when you have an affair with someone. Um, you never know. They could well be having other affairs, but it doesn't, that doesn't seem likely. But Jill was a friend, a good friend um, of Petraeus and his family. And so Paula was jealous. And here's the interesting, well, it's all interesting, but Jill um, then notifies a friend in the FBI, and, um, and the FBI starts tracing the emails, and that's how they get to Broadwell, and they discover these steamy emails between she and, and Petraeus, and at first think that maybe his email was hacked because they can't believe that he would be sending these steamy emails or be receiving them um, with Paula. But then, of course, you know, it turns out that they were from him and to him. But now the interesting thing is that here that Jill um, tells this friend in the FBI, who, by the way, it's, it's now found out um, that he has been sh- sending shirtless um, photos to Jill. So obviously, you know, obviously um, she's... She's flirting with with various men, or at least this FBI man, who is the one she chooses to report it to. I believe that Jill knew at the time that she started getting these anonymous threatening emails, I believe that she knew that they were from Paula. I mean, after all, this was in May 2012. The book had come out in January. Now, one bad girl knows what another bad girl does. (laughs) 
So she certainly had to suspect that this fawning biography by Paula um, might well represent uh, or might well mean that Paula is having an affair with Petraeus and that these emails might well be coming from Paula. And so her playing innocent and reporting it to this friend who just happens to be sending her shirtless photos um, is all a way to, to get Paula into trouble, which in fact she does, because when they, when, the, um, when they investigate and they find out that Paula is the one who's been sending these emails, um, lo and behold, then Jill can tell Petraeus, Look, it's it's Paula who's been sending these emails, and of course, at that point, that freaks Petraeus out, and uh, and he ends the relationship with Paula. It's a little, um, you know, it, it, those things kind of happened at around the same time that um, that the, the uh, Jill reporting the emails and and Petraeus ending the relationship. So. Um, Paula may well have started to see the writing on the wall or may have wanted more attention from him and so on and and obviously became um, incredibly jealous of Jill who she suspected of of taking his attention. So, and then there's this other guy named John Allen. This is like, you know, this would be a soap opera. Um, it is a soap opera. But I mean, this is a typical soap opera that you would see on television. Um, okay, so then then um then now John Allen, who is uh, a four-star general and who has been the um, commander in Afghanistan succeeding Petraeus, um, it is now being discovered that he's having inappropriate communications with Jill. So it kind of goes round and round. And why I said there were two or three bad girls, Jill's sister, and we don't have time to get into that, but Jill's sister, um, who was divorced, uh, and lost custody of her son. Um, you know, apparently there, there's something troubling about her. She's she's troubled. She she went to law school, but then she lost. I think it was four jobs in the next five years. And and uh, the judge gave the 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 um, uh, custody to her husband. And unfortunately, Petraeus um, and I think Alan uh, were wrote letters to the judge on behalf of Jill's sister to try to help her get custody back, which was obviously as a favor to Jill and unfortunate, at, you know, because it's coming out at this time. Anyway, um, I'm about ready to get into the three types of bad girls that um, Paula Broadwell fits into and how these bad girls, how these bad girls seduce um, their sitting ducks even when the sitting ducks are four-star generals and the head of the CIA. So, um, so we're going to be talking about the, the three types, the husband stealer, the married woman on the prowl, and the bad girl scorned. And it's the bad girl scorned that's the worst type and that finally did Petraeus in. So, um, now, of course, not to be... Not to, be um, to, to be fair to everybody here... Um, you know, my first book was Bad Boys, and it is true that General Petraeus would fit the misunderstood and married type of bad boy. In other words, the married guy who has an affair with um, a woman. I mean, he obviously wasn't isn't blameless in all of this as well. So you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. 
and trying to explain it all as this as this story gets more and more complicated with more sitting ducks and more bad girls <laughs> trying to explain it to the point that we have information about this today. So stay tuned and we'll talk more about the different kinds of bad girl types that Paula Broadwell fits into. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships... Check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Do you find yourself tearing pictures of rooms out of magazines? Do you watch certain movies and TV programs because of the homes they show? Are Sundays reserved for open houses? Then you are a home dreamer. And someday, you will build or renovate your dream home. Steve Cliff has spent three decades learning how to win at the dream home game. His show, Winning the Dream Home Race, can be heard every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Let Steve Cliff help save you money and make you a winner. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about the Petraeus Affair, literally, I'm trying to answer the questions about how a man like General David Petraeus could become a sitting duck for Paula Broadwell, his biographer, and obviously a woman who had set her eyes on him, set her sights on him from the time she was at Harvard and first met him uh, when he came to give a lecture. So um, as I was saying before the break, she fits into three of the bad girl categories, three of the dozen dangerous damsels that I describe in my book, Bad Girls, Why Men Love Them, and How Good Girls Can Learn Their Secrets. And so the three types are the married woman on the prowl, the uh, husband stealer, and the uh, bad girl scorned. So the married woman on the prowl, okay, I start off each chapter in my book saying what does a and that type of bad girl want? So what does a married woman on the prowl want? A married woman on the prowl wants to have her cake and eat it too. She wants the passion and romance of a forbidden relationship and the security of a husband waiting for her at home. Why? Well, this is married women on the prowl have buyer's remorse. They um, are dissatisfied with their husband 
or um, their sex life or their life as a whole. And um, she is a, a, the married woman on, on the the married woman on the prowl is a rebellious risk taker, and she's basically um, her life has become too humdrum. Now, when you think about um, what Paula Broadwell, you know how she was in high school, the uh, overachieving <laughs> valedictorian, um, homecoming queen, uh, and most likely to be remembered. Not only did she want to, you know, when here she was married to this nice doctor. <laughs> Presumably he was nice. Oh, um, oh yes, I want to make sure I, I mention this. Um, they, she and her doctor husband were away on a birthday trip when this whole thing came out. Because ironically, her birthday was November 9th, uh, 1972. She's 40 and Petraeus is 60. He's obviously also going through a midlife crisis. Um, and uh, so November 9th was her birthday, and they were away. And lo and behold, November 9th, um, that was November 9th, 1972, but November 9th, 2012, was the day that Petraeus resigned. Do-do-do-do, <laughs> Not funny, um, but it's just kind of kind of ironic and tragic and all of that uh, for him. You know, she... You know, it has to be said that she is loving this um, attention. I mean, you know, the girl who is going to be remembered. Um, I mean, yes, her husband may well divorce her after this. I certainly wouldn't blame him for that. I think he should. But uh, except for the fact that they have kids. So I guess they should. I always say that people, if they have children, should always go into marital therapy for at least a year before they actually divorce um, and try to work things out just for the children. But... In any case, she is delighting in all of this attention. This is more, I mean, you know, she got attention when she was promoting her book, but this is beyond um, belief. Now, um, so, okay, so, so you know, so <laughs> needless to say, this is more exciting than the life that she was having before. Um, now, another, of course, the most compelling missing attribute that sends the married woman on the prowl uh, out to prowl is her husband's deficiencies in the bedroom, and I do not have any information about whether her husband is deficient or not. Let me be clear on that. Um, so she, a lot of times married women on the prowl aren't necessarily looking to get divorced. Um, they may well be just looking to have the, the satisfaction of knowing that a man is, um, is, is so... Um, obsessed with the fantasy of stealing her from her husband, um, or that that he's just willing to have a relationship with her and, and willing to make her feel desirable again and give her attention and so on, take her on a more exciting uh, life turn. But um, uh, and, and also, the married woman on the prowl may want to feel single again. Um, but but sometimes they do actually want to have want to ditch their husband and marry this man that they're having the affair with. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if, um, if Paula was actually thinking of that because, um, because, you know, being the wife of General Petraeus would be a lot more high profile and a lot more exciting than being the wife of her um, presumably good boy, Dr. Husband. Um, 
So, and I, I do also want to mention, because I know this is going to be terribly politically incorrect, but all you, you people who <laughs> listen to the show regularly know that I regularly am politically incorrect. Um, but, you know, when you look at a picture of General Petraeus's wife, who he was married to for, I think it's 37 years or something like that, 38 years, um, very sweet woman, very uh, a real do-gooder, very well-respected um, you know, couldn't have been, I mean, I'm, lots of people have lots of praise for her. However, if you look at her, um, she has let herself go. She is overweight. Her hair is gray. Um, she's wearing, you know, in the pictures that I've seen, she's wearing rather uh, mature looking clothes. Um, and has become complacent about her relationship. Now, you know, that doesn't give any other woman the right to steal a, such a woman's husband, but on the other hand, it is really true. And I know this from my research and in terms of the book, Bad Girls, and in terms of just uh, being a psychiatrist for countless patients, this is what happens. Men come in and they complain that their wife or girlfriend, even if they've been in a long relationship, uh, has become complacent and doesn't take care of herself the way she used to when they first got married. Um, oh, and, and Paula makes this snide comment in her book, apparently, or in an interview that, um, I think it was in her book, that, to the, I'm paraphrasing here, that um, Petraeus married, he, she implied that the only reason why Petraeus married his wife was because her family, was, the wife's family, the wife-to-be, um, was, was very high up in the military, very influential. Um, and here he was at West Point, and so, you know, the implication is that that's the only reason why he married her. It wasn't because she was adorable or he was madly in love with her. It was because of wanting to get connected to this family, which is kind of a catty thing to say, but anyhow. Um, so, uh, so then why do men fall for married women on the prowl? Oh, first of all, um, what's interesting, I, in my book I talk about how married women on the prowl accomplish their goal um, of finding a man to trifle with the same way that the wolf found his prey in Aesop's fables, the wolf in sheep's clothing, where, um, you know, the wolf wants to get near, wants to, to steal and eat the lambs, and he finds a, um, a wolf skin, I mean a lamb skin, and he puts it over himself, and he's able to stroll around the, the sheep and uh, deceive the flock, and then one by one take off the lambs. And that's essentially what she did. I mean, she went to Afghanistan, she disguised herself as someone who was only, you know, enthralled with his leadership skills and wanting to write a biography, and of course she had other plans from the get-go, from 2006. So why do men um, feel, fall for married women on the prowl? Um, there are a number of reasons. I mean, of course, as I mentioned earlier in the show, the key reason why men fall for any of these 12 types of bad girls is that the woman, the bad girl, makes him feel like the biggest stud on the planet. And even though these men may look great on paper, I mean, certainly General Petraeus did, um, but, you know, the men that I interviewed for the book, a lot of them were good-looking, were rich, were successful, were had great personalities, a whole a whole bunch of positive characteristics, but there is something that makes them vulnerable, as I was talking about before, a combination of their family dynamics when they were growing up 
and something in their present. So, um, so you know, a lot of times men who um, who fall for married women on the prowl think that she is safe because she is married, and they don't think that that um, that he this is that she's going to want to expose the relationship. Um, and so he's intrigued by the secrecy and just having fun, and he thinks it's all safe fun. Um, now, also, uh, a lot of times the, these men are, are men who have been married themselves, and, um, you know, again, they feel, it's, it's, they feel the security, the safety of, oh, well, she's not going to tell on this affair because, uh, because she has a lot to lose, too. Of course, in this case, I think Paula really didn't care about that or was willing to risk her relationship. She would never have written these emails to, um, well, I don't know that she thought that, that, um, that she was going to be discovered when she wrote to Jill Kelly that they were going to be discovered uh, as coming from her. Um, but I, I don't think she cared. She, I, I think she was hoping that at some point down the line, Petraeus would be so enamored with her and want to marry her that, um, that it wouldn't matter if it came out. Now, the other type of, of profile, the other type of bad girl that Paula fits in is the husband stealer. So I'm reading, uh, what does a husband stealer want? A husband stealer wants the satisfaction of knowing that she is able to steal a man away from his wife, proving that her beauty and charm is irresistible, even after a man has pledged his heart to another. So why, why do women become husband stealers? You know, it's not enough for them it's, it's to, uh, to just get any man. They want a man who is married. Because, and uh, as one of the men who I interviewed put it, um, a wedding ring, when he, he found that his wedding ring was catnip to bad girls, to husband stealers, you know, it, would, it presented a challenge. So um, the reason why husband stealers want to steal husbands <laughs> is because they want to be victorious in a love triangle, you know, the Oedipal love triangle from childhood, to make up for her defeat in the earliest love triangle, the Oedipal triangle, her rivalry with her mother to get her father's love. So, you know, although general, these motives um, coming from childhood are generally unconscious, the husband stealer is very conscious of feeling validated and powerful when a man leaves his wife for her. She wants to prove that she's the most alluring of them all and that a man would even leave his wife. And can you imagine, you know, here's Petraeus who's been married for such a long time. Uh, so to get him to leave his wife, you know, was, and of course with his, with it being so with his being in the public eye, this would have been an even greater victory for Paula. Well, when we come back, we'll talk more about these types of bad girls um, and, uh, and Paula and General Petraeus. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. Obviously, the time is going really quickly. I could talk about this for hours because it fits right into all of these uh, sitting duck and bad girl um, pairings that I have been studying for, the, for years. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Very rarely does our news media spotlight some of the good things that are happening in our world. For more of these good stories and the people that are creating them, Tune in to Bread for the Journey with Mariana Cacciatore. Whether these good acts stem from personal tragedy or just a desire to help out and make this a better world in which to live, you'll find inspiration in every week's program. Connect with those that are doing something great for a change. Listen for Bread for the Journey, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking about the Petraeus Affair and... um, how Paula Broadwell is fits into three categories uh, that I describe in my Bad Girls book, and how uh, General Petraeus, with all his achievements, is still has still become a sitting duck, which really doesn't leave much hope for you guys who don't have four stars. <laughs> not that you have to have four stars to be cool, but you know what I mean. Um, I mean because it's not just you know it, it's not just about achievements. It's it's like these are tough. I mean, four-star general, that's supposed to be somebody who's tough, not, the, not someone who's, who's easily toppled by a bad girl. Or same thing with the head of the CIA. It's, it's, you know, it's the kind of achievements that he's had that make you think that he would be able to resist um, this kind of emotional entanglement. But bad girls are very powerful. So I was, I was talking about, I, I described um, how she fit into Paula, the biographer, the mistress fit into the married woman on the prowl category, and I was just starting to talk about how she, what a husband stealer wants, and why men are attracted to husband stealers. Um, now, you know, of course, there's the illusion that the grass is always greener. Uh, not that I think Petraeus ever really thought that he would leave his wife for her. I mean, I don't know, but I don't, I don't really think so. But on the other hand. Um, I mean, it certainly would have been a possibility the more the relationship continued. I mean, I'm sure the thought did cross his mind. Um, and, and you know, it could well be that um, the, the husband stealer has it easier when the man uh, is already angry at his wife. Not that, we, not that I know that he was angry at his wife, but or, as I write, have in my book, or has let herself go and gotten fat 
and there's no longer arm candy for him. Um, not that, uh, you know, not that one can imagine Petraeus ever looking for arm candy, but still, you know, when he, he had, I mean, he's, he's a man. Underneath his four stars, he's still a man. And um, she was, uh, Paula, you know, was a lot more sexually alluring, let's put it that way, than his wife, who I'm sure is a very nice woman. Um, or I assume. Um, so, and, you know, husband stealers, I mean, they're, they're getting to be more prevalent, bad girls are getting to be more prevalent altogether, but husband stealers, um, particularly, from Scarlett O'Hara to Angelina Jolie to, um, to Julia Roberts to, I mean, the, the list is endless, so I'm not gonna. Let me talk about the, the third type of bad girl that Paula fits into, and that is the bad girl scorned. And this is the most, this is what did them both in, or did, well, did them both in because it caused him to end the relationship. Um, a bad girl scorned wants her man to cancel his plans to break up with her and promise his undying love. Failing this, she wants to destroy his life by stalking him or extracting sweet revenge. Why? To soothe her fears of abandonment. Um, out of all the bad girls, out of all the types, the bad girl scorned has the most profound fears of abandonment having to do with her nightmarish childhood that included abandonment, you know, emotional or physical, and or abuse. Now, um, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. We've all heard about that. Um, so the bad girl scorned, when a bad girl scorned believes that there's still hope that her man can be coerced into abandoning his plans to abandon her, she pulls out all the stops to make this happen. So, you know, to try to, uh, to not get him to abandon her. But once she sees that these manipulations fail, she unleashes her rage and goes into destroy mode. So I described two different types of bad girls scorned. There's the stalker and the revenge seeker. Um, the, the, when, so the bad girl scorned has a very fragile sense of self. So when her lover is, when she senses that her lover is going to abandon her, it not only makes her unhappy, but it shatters her world and it makes her feel as if she's going to be annihilated. So she feels she has to grab onto his love for her very survival. And this drives her to resort, to resort to all kinds of malevolent manipulations and outrageous conduct, as I write in my book, from ruining his reputation um, and so on. Um, so, you know, the interesting thing is, and of course the, the poster child for the bad girl scorned is um, Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction. Uh, she played, the character was called Alex Forrest. So, you know, what's interesting is this, um, is the... The path is to to try to uh, get to the bottom of um, the, the what happened first. In other words, did um, did Paula suspect that she was losing her clutch on Petraeus, that he was losing interest, or that he was you know feeling that this was putting him too much in jeopardy, um, or he was feeling too guilty that he was doing this to his wife? Um, you know, did she sense this, and that's why she then 
sent these letters, you know, at the, and at the same time, I mean, she had to have sent something that she was losing her hold on him to some extent, because otherwise she wouldn't have been that suspicious and jealous of Jill Kelly, who she suspected of having a sexual or romantic relationship with Petraeus. Now, Jill was, was um, I mean, so far we don't know that she did do that. She seems to have been too busy with the other two guys that I talked about before. Um, and she, she got into this whole thing by being, uh, she lives in Tampa, Florida, and she is described as an American socialite and volunteer social liaison to MacDill Air Force base in Tampa and that's where she met um, that's where she met um, Petraeus and you know and, and these other men who were high in the chain of command because that's where the um, the uh, uh, central the th- that's where the office was where all of these men who were high in command in the military were and so she and particularly as her volunteer as being a volunteer she was a volunteer social liaison all right <laughs> she was liaisoning quite a bit um, but in any case so so she got these um, emails these anonymous emails and as i described earlier that set off this chain to where she you know i think pretended to not know who they came from and started the investigation, which she knew would probably lead to Petraeus. I'm not saying necessarily that she wanted to bring wanted him to resign, but I think that she was happy, um, or you know, was somewhat jealous of Paula, who had just done this New York Times best-selling book about him, and so on. So she wanted to be the favored uh, woman in any case, even if she didn't plan on having a a um, sexual relationship with Petraeus, which she may well have have um, fantasized about having, since he was the highest person up on this chain of high military commanders that she was socializing with. So, what's interesting is the there are a lot of um, a lot of um, similarities between um, between Paula. And um, um, what happened to other to other bad girls? Bad girls scorned. Um, you know, for for example, um, well, we have. I'm just looking through the book, and there are so many so many examples of this. Um, but. Monica Lewinsky, um, you know, is probably the closest. Uh, White House, I wrote, White House intern Monica Lewinsky was enraged. How dare President Bill Clinton announce to the world, I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. She had a blue dress with his semen stain on it to prove that he had. Oh, my, what a way to let it end. <laughs> Anyhow, you can. I don't have to read further. You get the connections. Let me give you my website, however, um, for you to go to to see more about all these bad girl types. Go to badgirlsbook.com and uh, opt into the site, and I will send you either the bad girl test for women if you want to find out how similar you are to Paula Broadwell, and the sitting duck test for you men if you want to find out how vulnerable. You are to bad girls who are out there waiting for you to drop your guard 
just like Petraeus. Thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 